Welcome to Finish Lines and Milestones with Allie Brettnacher. Incredible stories and tales of triumphs with everyday people achieving their goals in fitness. This podcast brought to you by Athlete Bouquets. Celebrate finish lines and milestones of the people that you love by visiting athletebouquets.com. Hello and welcome to episode 44. This is Allie Brettnacher and episode 44, that's a hard eight. For anyone else who may gamble, I am actually getting ready to go to Las Vegas. Might actually be in the air right now as you listen to this episode. I'm going for the rock and roll half marathon. And I've done it before. It's been two years since I did it for the first time. And it was not a great race for me. So I'm heading back for redemption. And to see you two in the sphere. I don't know which one I'm more excited about, to be honest. My dad and my aunt will be there. My dad and his cousin and some of their family do this race every year. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be so much fun. We play a lot of craps. So it'll be my 55th hard 10 half marathon. So hopefully I can execute the race plan that my coach Rachel Sanders has given me. It'll actually be a PR if I do, in fact. So I've put in the work. We'll just see how it goes. It's an evening race. So you run the strip at night. And so that makes it a little tricky, but the weather's looking pretty good. So I'm feeling pretty good about it. A couple other things before we launch into the episode for today. I am so excited about an opportunity to help support a friend of mine, Eileen Poor. She was on episode 17 of this podcast. It's actually the most listened to podcast and it's been listened to 311 times, which if you listen to Alex Baker's episode is a very special number all tying together for this meaningful event. So we will be running the no more 5k to help end domestic and sexual violence We can do that virtually, so I'll have a link to register in the show notes here, but we're going to, if you're local to Carmel or Indianapolis, run together on March 6th, which is during No More Week. So we will be running at 5.30. We're meeting on the Monon in front of Sun King in Midtown. So check out that link to register and support this this cause and support Eileen and hopefully just get together and see each other in person would be so nice. And then moving on to April, you'll hear me talk about this leading up to this event for sure, but the Carmel Marathon is on April 13th, Saturday, and I am sponsoring this year. So I will actually be at the expo on the 12th and we'll have bouquets, mugs, stickers for sale. And again, would just love to meet people that I haven't met before. So please come say hi. And then another April event on April 28th at Victory Field will be a walk to support cystic fibrosis. Which brings us to today's episode with Danya Witte. So what's really funny is that I did my research, as I often do before interviewing Danya, and I called her out towards the end of the episode for being CF Star of the Year for Indiana. And she says, no, 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 I'm, I'm not that. Well, come to find out, an award she is in fact now already received, as you listen to this, she got the award the night before this came out, she is the star of the year for 2023 for the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. So we had a nice laugh about that, how I broke the news to her that she didn't know and that really nobody was necessarily supposed to know until the event honoring her and others for their work in the fight to find a cure for CF. So, so funny. And during this episode with Danya, we talk about how we met through Coach Katie, who is an Orange Theory coach and a customer of Athlete Bouquets. Danya has actually received a couple from me, which makes my heart so happy. We talk about how Danya ended up in Indiana after living in California and Colorado. We talk all about cystic fibrosis, her diagnosis, what it's like to live with CF. We talk about how she started running thanks to Orange Theory and Mitch Mosby. We talk about how she trained for her first marathon having CF, and she ran a marathon with a stress fracture and CF. She didn't know she had the stress fracture. 
We also talk about how having cystic fibrosis has impacted her as a mom. And we talk a little bit about the Chicago Marathon, which is one of the races that Danya has on the calendar for this year. We talk a little bit about run coaching and about her faith in God and kind of what that was like in dealing with her diagnosis. And at the end, and as I already mentioned, we talk about how best to support Danya. So I mentioned the Great Strides event at the end of April. She is Team Lung Strong. I now have an awesome bracelet made by our friend, Sarah Farney. I will include in the show notes here the link to help support Danya and continue to help her as she fights for a cure. This episode was so much fun to record, and I know that you will enjoy this conversation with Danya. Danya. That's did me. It. You did, did it. it. Tanya with a D. I got it. Yes. I got it. Thank you so much for... <laughs> Hauling ass all the way from Fishers to be oh with gosh. me today. Ooh, it was it was close. Almost didn't make it. <laughs> but we're here. We did yes, it. I got this. Yeah, I can do. do this. I can this do hard is, things. It's going to be fun. Now I'm just going to be, I know we're going to want to just keep chatting. And now I... we have, let's see, we have about an hour, which is good. We can do a this. A few minutes beyond if I'm like cutting it close. We can do this. Just don't take the route I took to yeah. get home. <laughs> Oh, it helps if I hit record, too, on this video. <laughs> Excellent. Did it. Last time, Yay. last episode, I completely forgot to just hit the start button. Oh, no. But on the video. it's This is the most important part. That's right. As long as I don't mess that up. As long as they can hear us. Knock on wood, I have not, like, failed to record a whole interview yet. It's not going to happen today because I'll cry. Yeah. <laughs> We, bo- we both will. <laughs> the way it started so far. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. Okay, so you are Chick with CF on Instagram. Yes, ma'am. And I sort of know you through Coach Katie. Right. Who I met through my business, Athlete right. Hayes. She's probably, if not my best customer, one of. Like, I swear, every marathon season, she's so sweet and buys bouquets for her friends running. Yes, I have a few. So, <laughs> And I love them. And when anybody in my family tries to use those mugs, I'm like, no, no, no. You didn't earn that. My husband does that. I and I'm like, dude, use my mugs. You, can't, you can't use my New York 26 yeah. point. You didn't do that, You didn't race. do that. I, you can I, use the I, Chicago one because you've done that. No, oh, well, my husband that. hasn't done any of them, so I'm like, N- absolutely <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah, it's like, do not touch this. Yeah, that's so, yeah. That I earned really that the hard way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did not. Yeah, that's that's great. That's so funny. I feel the same way when he uses mine. I'm like, dude, we have 800 mugs. Exactly. <laughs> Why do you have to touch any of them that have anything to do with my blood, sweat, and tears yes. to earn them? <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh, exactly. Yeah, so that's so fun. I love that so much. Yes. And now we're finally meeting in person. Yes. And so Coach Katie, she is an Orange Theory coach. Yes, And she I have is. gone to one – I went to one class. Not, and I didn't – I loved it. Absolutely loved it. But I just – I know that I I just can't. It's like one of those things where I spend <laughs> so much – I like have my Peloton membership and then all the other things I do related right. to running. And I'm self-motivated enough to just work out on my own. Oh, see, I'm, I am not. Well, I wouldn't say I'm not motivated. I'm just – I'd be like, oh, maybe I'll do a little bit of this or I'll do a little bit of that. I would rather somebody just yell at me and tell me yes. what to do so that I can kind of tune out and have an hour to it. myself Yeah. Um, and tell me you can do better than that or hand me a heavier weight or <laughs> right. tell me you can yeah. go faster. Just keep giving me those challenges yeah. and making me angry. But it's fine. We're always friends afterwards. Yeah. I, well, I absolutely <laughs> loved it. Especially it's those treadmills are incredible. It's the only – workout that I've ever stuck with from the time I started spend I think eight years now over eight years wow I've never done that in my life that's longer than some of my past relationships I mean <laughs> yeah eight years is no joke yeah and that's over a th- well over a thousand now or just over yeah I'm over a thousand I think I'm almost at thousand two fifty last wow. year kind of slowed me down because last year was a bad year but yeah wow that's that's a lot of classes yes it and so is. you go to the Fisher's location then. Are there multiple in Fisher's? Yeah. Well, there's a ni- one in Nickel Plate. Okay. I go to that one sometimes. Sometimes I go to Noblesville. I've been to Carmel a few times. But my main, my home is Fisher's, guys. Okay. Yeah. Uh, are you from this area originally? No, I grew up in San Diego. Oh. So did your husband drag you here or school or what brought you to Indiana? <laughs> He's from Colorado. <laughs> what are you doing here? 
<laughs> we we got married and then we moved to Colorado. I had always wanted to live there. Okay. And turns out I married a guy that grew up there. So that made it easy. And we were just tired of the hustle and bustle in California and the cost of living. We were going to have children and needed to get someplace where I could actually stay home and be with my kids. Ah, yeah. So got to Colorado, stayed there for about 12 years, and then that started to kind of turn into a little California. I have some family in Illinois and Indiana, and we came to visit one summer when both of the girls were little, and we're like, huh, we could do this. Wow. Just, it was nice because it was a slower pace. Yeah. There's something to be said for raising your children in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, it, just, it just worked. It was the right time. And if we were going to do it, we had to do it before my older one was going to start high school because I would never do yeah, that to that anybody. Would be so hard. It wasn't the smoothest move because our kids, even the dogs reacted. But, you know, that's fine. <laughs> um, but we love it. Everybody always says, why would you move to Indiana? You were in Colorado and in California. What are you doing here? And I'm like, you're right. It's horrible. Don't come Don't out come. here. Yeah. Stay away. Yeah, stay. Yeah. Stay where you are. Stay in your lane. But I love it. I love all the openness. I know there's a lot of building now, so there's not as much. But it's still yeah. so much better than where we came from. Yeah, I and I say that, what are you doing here? I love Indiana as well. I am from here, though, originally, although I was born in Aurora, Colorado. Oh, hey. But my parents, my parents were out there for, I don't know, maybe eight to ten years uh-huh. uh, and then moved back once they had me and my sister. Right. And then my younger sister was, was to born raise here. Kids but yeah, to raise in the kids. Mid. Yeah, it makes they had a, family here it and it difference. made a lot of sense. And right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love Indy because the cost of living is great and you can go anywhere from here. Exactly. Yeah. We've had so many little road trips of places yeah. I've never been. Right. I've been all over the place, you know, around Colorado, West Coast, whatnot, but I had never been to Michigan. That was one of the big ones. And I love Michigan. How was I missing out on that? Yeah. And it's like right there. Yeah. It's like a couple right. of hours north. And, there, and, the, and it's not the ocean. I don't have to worry about sharks or salt there. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yes. I'm pretty sure they have shirts up there that say that. Somewhere. I have one. Oh, do you? <laughs> That's so great. Because <laughs> I grew up around the ocean, so I was like, okay, this works Good. for me. I don't have to worry about sharks. I don't have to worry about Bonus. something bumping into me when I'm in the water and wondering, is that a dolphin or a shark? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, that's cool that you came here after just visiting some family and yeah. ended up here. The time was right. Yeah. So, obviously, I mentioned earlier, chick with CF. Yes. So cystic fibrosis. That's me, yeah. That's you. And I feel embarrassed and, like, ignorant when it comes to cystic fibrosis. Oh, well, I actually don't. don't know what it – I mean, I, you're the first person that I've met. Do not – Or maybe. I don't Feel know. that way because when I got my diagnosis, all I knew about it was I was like, now, wait a second. You mean, like, the disease that the little kids, like, you hit their back – you know, you pound on their back to loosen things up. And they're like, yeah, that's what you have. I got diagnosed as an adult. You are born with it. And I had health issues here and there growing up, but there is no record of anybody on my mom's side of the family or my dad's side of the family ever being diagnosed with CF or even anybody that I can remember that seemed like they might even have it. I am the only child, so it turns out my parents just, you know, you have a one in four chance with every pregnancy if both parents have the recessive gene. Oh. One recessive gene on each side. Okay. So with every pregnancy, you have a one in four chance of having a child that has full-blown CF. And here I am. Wow. <laughs> is that something that they I, – I, is that something that you would know, like – I'm just thinking they don't give you typically a profile that would say, or would they? Would a doctor well, say, hey, you might ha- you have a higher chance than normal? Or Because of my age, back when I was born, it wasn't really a thing. In fact, in the 70s, when I was born, going to be 52 this year or so, oh one of their campaigns was having signs on buses, and it just said, have you kissed your baby today? Because our skin is extra salty. So oh. they would say if you kissed your baby and it tasted salty, then there was a chance that they could have it. And then that's when you would go and go to the doctor and get tested. Wow. Yeah. 
So clearly your parents didn't, like, lick your skin or kiss you all that <laughs> often. You know, hey, let's, let's. There was no physical touch. They <laughs> yeah, just yeah. put me in my crib and left me. No. Um, oh, no. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe mine isn't as salty as the normal person. Or, I don't know, we grew up in San Diego. There's a lot of chips and salsa. Who knows? Or you're just like, hey, you're sweating a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I probably wouldn't. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. No, but, wild. again, there was no no reason to ever think of it but now I look back from memories that I have and I'm like oh, okay that makes sense now mm. what caused you to end up being diagnosed like what were the symptoms I that you dealt with? I presented with pancreatitis oh that's right CF yeah. doesn't just affect your lungs it affects your guts pancreas especially it can affect your joints it can affect your mental health big time it it's it's not pretty. It just affects so much more than what people think. I had pancreatitis. I did not fit into the box. I wasn't an older man. I was not an alcoholic. (laughs) When they came into the room, the nurse was very, now we're not going to judge you, but we really need you to be honest with us so we know how to best treat you. And I was like, no, I, I, I drink every once in a while. I am not an alcoholic. So for a year, they tested me everything that you can imagine. It was not enjoyable. I I am not a fan of going to the doctor's office now. So, hmm. Um, But if you ever need to know about all kinds of tests all over the place on your body, just ask me. I can probably tell you all about it. But after a year, my doctor finally said, do you want to do some genetic testing to see if we can figure out what this is? Because we could not figure out why I ended up with chronic pancreatitis, which is excruciating. It's one of the most painful things. I do not wish it on your worst enemy. So I said, well, yes, because at the time my children were young and I thought, what if they have whatever I have? I would rather find out now versus they go through their adult life and get settled and have kids and get married and then boom, they have it. Yep. So we did genetic testing and after, I don't know, a couple weeks, the genetic counselor called me and she had her therapy voice, the very calm. Oh, boy. So I was like, oh, boy, here we go. And she's like, so we got your results back, and you have cystic fibrosis. And I remember that call. I can remember how I felt. I can remember where I was in the house. I can remember just kind of sitting there quietly and ask, and then just responding with, wait, you mean like what little kids the disease little kids get where you pound on their back to loosen stuff up in their lungs. She said, yes. And then I was like, oh, okay. I said, does this mean I'm going to die? <laughs> because, I mean, th- yeah. all I ever knew was these little kids usually did not live for very long. That's how it used to be back in the day. So I was so confused because I was 38. I have this bracelet here that has the date that I got oh. my diagnosis as a reminder, always. It didn't make sense. My I wasn't processing very well, so I just told her, okay, well, thanks. <laughs> Have a great day. <laughs> and I hung up the phone, and then she followed up with an email. She's like, I had a little more to tell you. You need to go oh. and meet with somebody at the CF clinic, and this was in Colorado. So I was like, okay, I'll make that appointment. You might want to take your family with you. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to die. My kids aren't going to have a mom. Of course, I started going to Dr. Google, and then Mm. I knew for sure I was going to die. Like any minute, I was just going to drop dead. So I think I was in denial for quite a bit. We went to the hospital, and when they came in and started asking me questions my kids came up in the conversation and that's when it just hit me like a ton of bricks and I just lost it because I was terrified. I didn't even really care about me, like Mm -hmm. what I might go through. I was terrified that I wouldn't be able to be there for my kids, Mm -hmm. for my husband. What if I have this and my kids end up having it and I didn't know. So we couldn't have done some sort of testing earlier on. Oh, that was that day gives me chills. I haven't thought about that for a while. But we got the girls tested because I wanted to be sure. Yeah. They do not have it. Neither one of them have it. But they are carriers. So they each have one 
recessive gene. Okay. So when it's time to get married and have babies, if that's what they want to do, then it would probably be a good idea for their husband to also be tested to see if they have that chance of having a child with CF. Yeah. Do I have some guilt about that? I totally do. Is it in my control? No. No, no. but you don't ever want your kids to have to worry about anything. Yeah. So we're just going to wait and see what happens with that. But it's been a ride, let me tell you. 38. Yeah. And so what is the average lifespan of somebody with CF? Well, just since I've been diagnosed, it's gotten better and better. I'm not on borrowed time anymore, I don't feel like, because now it's finally older than what I am. I'll be 52 this year, and right now the median age is 56. Okay. And it keeps getting better and better. They are finding that there are more people than used to be. It used to be about 30,000 in the U.S. Now it's about 40,000. The reason being is because people are living longer and Mm -hmm. more adults are getting diagnosed later in life. So it's good, but bad, but still good. Do you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, so now I'm like, all right, I got to get a lot of stuff done before 56. I don't feel like, I feel like I'll probably live to be in my 80s unless something horrible, some infection gets me that just antibiotics aren't going to help it. But that's one of the reasons why I do Orange Theory, why I run. Mm-hmm. That's my way of kind of having a little bit of control yeah. with the whole situation because there isn't a lot that you can control. Right. How old were your girls when you were diagnosed? Um, if I was 38. Sorry, that's some math right that's there. That's a lot of mathing. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my older daughter would have been eight. Okay. And my younger daughter was t- almost three. Okay. So my older daughter to this day, who will be 22 next month, which that's weird to me as well that I have a 22-year-old. Wow, yeah. Um, she clearly remembers being in the backseat of the car and me talking, saying I needed to talk to her because I wanted her in the car so that I'd have her confined and be able to focus, you know, pay attention to what yeah. mommy was saying. And she, to this day, will tell that story. She remembers me talking to her and remembers how she felt. And it's kind of stuck with her. She's graduating this semester in the spring from Purdue, and her major is genetics. Because of what she's dealt with most of her life Mm -hmm. with seeing me having a genetic disease. The little one, she's a junior in high school now. She doesn't remember much when she was tiny, tiny. I think the first time that it really hit her that she understood was when she was in first grade and I had to be hospitalized. Mm. I think that's when it really clicked that, oh, mommy's sick. I don't tend to, it's, I don't make it like a a main thing in our, in our home or in our life. I try not to. If it does become a main thing, it's because things are really, really bad but my daily, you know, struggles or challenges or pain or any of that stuff, nobody would ever know because what's the point? It, it's I don't remember what it felt like to not feel that way. So you just go yeah, with the so flow. So what, what is that like? Um, I have to be very careful. Like when COVID came around and everybody was freaking out about wearing masks and, and being careful around sick people, and what, that's my life. So that wasn't a big change for me. If I go to the hospital, even just for a checkup, I have to wear a mask. I am very aware if somebody is around me and sick, I'm kind of watching out of the corner of my eye, or I just won't go in that area. If somebody's hacking and coughing in an elevator or something, no. I am a hand cleaner person at all times. I have them everywhere. My kids, when they were little, I'd pick them up from school, and immediately they'd stick their hands out. (laughs) To get some hand cleaner, yeah. and they'd get home, and they would change and usually take a shower because there's so wow. much cootie funk at yeah. especially the elementary school <laughs> level that we didn't want to take any chances. There are some days where I have good energy. There are some days where I, my body's just like, no, you got to stop, which has been a struggle for me too because I am very A-type, so I was always that person That was go, go, go. I didn't want to ask for help unless I really needed it. I just would get it done. Mm -hmm. 
I have had to learn how to ask for help. I've had to learn that it's okay to take a nap or just to sit on the couch and relax. Still not easy, but if I want to keep on going, I, I have to listen to my body and it I have to tell myself, it doesn't mean you're weak. It's just it's ridiculous that I'm this age and I have to talk myself out of yeah. it. Yeah. But it is what it is. But especially like when I'm running or Orange Theory, there mm-hmm. are some days like Katie has been my coach for several races. Now Soulmate Coaching is Oh yeah. Is Sarah yeah, and Sarah Tracy. and Tracy are coaching me for my first ultra because why not? <laughs> because why not? Uh, last year, it was a bad year. I was sick almost the entire year. Plus, I got COVID twice within like six months. So that last year, there were no races. There was hardly any OTF. I was, I felt like the girl in the bubble for part of the year. Mm. Um, so now that I'm back, this is my redemption year. Why not just do an ultra to start things off as my big one? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> Shoot, no. that's amazing. So, but I'm so excited. Yeah, I want to talk more about that. But first, how did you? How did running start? Um, Orange Theory. Okay. I was never a runner ever. I was not very. I mean, I was an athlete as far as I would. It wasn't like in high school or anything. I would do sports, but I was a little too competitive. So sometimes it. <laughs> <laughs> that's me too. So I'm like laughing sometimes I'm like, yeah. it would get a little too <laughs> aggressive. Um. So when we moved out here, I wanted, you know, because we were new to Indiana, and even though I had some family out here, I wanted to get to know people. And so I thought, well, Orange Theory, perfect. Plus, it'll help me with my lungs. It's the best airway clearance there is. I don't have to use the vest anymore, which is horrible because it always made me feel sick because it just... What's the vest? It's this compression vest that you put on, and it shakes you. And it, it's like the, it mimics being somebody pounding on your back and oh. your chest. And I don't like it. My body has never wow. liked it. It makes me feel very nauseous. But we have found, for me in particular, and shocker, they're finding for more adults that working out, doing things such as Orange Theory works it's better. It's moving you enough to yes. where it's like, like, like everybody knows, occasionally I run out the back door because I have to get some things up. I have had Katie pound on my back when I'm on the tread before because I can feel something is stuck in my chest. And she'll just come over and just beat me up on my back to get it to move while I'm running on the treadmill. And I'm sure other members <laughs> that don't know me are like, why is she, like, beating her up while she's running? What kind of challenge is that? Yeah, some interesting <laughs> motivational tactics. But, but it works, and I don't want to have to stop yeah, if I don't have to. Right. And usually when she does it, because she'll get in, you can't, it's not something that's gentle. You have to, like, pound on me. She does great. Wow. But, yeah, I... <laughs> What a, I'm just trying to like picture that too. <laughs> Me like running the angle, on the treadmill, like the on the treadmill, at, like between the treadmills to like. Well, usually if I can, I'll oh, always try to get on the end, end so smart. I don't get as hot. Yeah. But she'll just hop up there, and I'll be like waving her to come over, and I'll be like, "I need you to pound on my back." <laughs> so then, does something come up, and then you like have to spit it out, or do you swallow it? Some, sorry, I don't know what. No, comes up. I mean you spit. It's mucus. Okay. It's disgusting. Your lungs are full of mucus. mucus. Your pancreas, everything there is can be full of mucus. That's Ugh. why, like, my girls are a true miracle because a lot of people with CF struggle with infertility. It's gross. There is nothing pretty about CF. Between your gut being a mess and then hacking stuff up, if you can spit it out, it's preferable. But there yeah. are occasions where you can't. It's, yeah. And it's nasty. So do you like on the tread, do you have like a copper, like somewhere that you're. No, if I really have to, I will run out the back okay, door and, okay. and just spit out spit the it. grass. So if she like pounds on your back. Uh-huh. It doesn't mean that it's going to like come up. It might no, just no, no. It, it just so means that... that it's kind of moved. So it's okay, not hurting okay. and That's it's not was... blocking something. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. But Orange Theory, I started and I will never forget. We, I don't know, it'd been open for maybe a couple months and we had our first dry try. So it's where you row 8,000 miles on the rower. You do... Meters? You said miles. That's hilarious. (laughs) That's just 8,000 miles on the rower. Just 8,000. Yeah, because I'm a runner and that's how we do things. Um, (laughs) On the weight floor, you do several body weight exercises. I don't even remember the amount, but it's a lot. Yeah. And then you do a 5K on the treadmill. Okay. So I decided, why not? Let's try it. Let's see what happens. 
And I get to the treadmill, which is the last part, and I will never forget there was a guy to my right. His name is Mitch Mosby. Um, and he was just flying. And I'm next to him power walking. And I'm kind of getting irritated because I'm power walking <laughs> and he is just flying and almost done. And I'm thinking, I'm going to be up here forever. So watching him motivated me. Let's just start running and see what happens. And if I die, I die or I fly off the treadmill or, you know, I can always go back to walking. So I went ahead and sped it up and started running and I finished it running. And I was like, oh, it didn't kill me. Hmm. I think I could like this. So then I started running every time I would go. And then I decided that was in August. I decided let's do Monumental Half. (laughs) Let's do this. So a couple months later, I was doing that. I had no run coach. The only training I had was Orange Theory. And back then, I would go like five days a week, four to five days a week. That was the only training I had. And I was like, whatever happens, happens. That was one of the most amazing races I've ever done as far as how I felt physically, mentally, I think partly because I didn't know what to expect. So I just went with it. Yeah, I had no goals other than just don't die and finish. And I ended up running it, I think, in two hours and 11 minutes. Dang. Which, you know, I'll take that. Yeah. Um, Katie ran with me. This And this shows you how far back this is. She's too fast now, so there's no way we could run a race together <laughs> now. But back in those days, I remember we were getting ready to run, and she said, you know, I may not be running with you the whole time. Are you, you know, are you cool? And I'm like, no, do your thing. And we ended up running the whole thing. And back in those days, I actually helped her PR. That half. Awesome. That's a one and only thing. That she's way faster now, so that would never happen again. So I think that kind of motivated me too, because there was my coach that I kind of surprised. Yeah. So then I thought, why not do it again? Yeah. So I did it again the next year, and then I tried the the mini. The first one was. I have it in my notes because I knew I'd forget this. I think it was 2016. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 2016. And then my first marathon was 2021. Okay, 2016. So then after 2016, and then you did it again the next year, the 2017. Next year. And then did, when did you do the mini for the first time? I think I might have done it the same year, the second year. I honestly don't remember. And the only reason I did the mini was because I'm in Indiana and I had to do it once. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, I did not enjoy the mini. Mainly because there's a lot of people that are not doing it for the sake of running and the race. They're yeah. doing it to say they did the indie mini and to take pictures and they don't get out of the way. And yeah. it made me very angry. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it clearly tough. says move over. And there were people right in the middle and I get it, but I was like, I'm trying to PR, get, get out the yeah. way. If you know you're going to start by walking, like why, yes. are you, why are you, why are you up front? Up here? Yeah. yeah. That, so that it, was, is, it was frustrating. It was very frustrating. Thing. Monumental, near and dear to my heart. I love the half. I love the full. I love the atmosphere. Been some crazy races there. I've been in snow, sleet, rain, yeah. wind. <laughs> yeah, wait, what was the wind was 21? No, 22. 22. Yeah, because that's when I did the full for the first time at Monumental in oh. that wind. And I mean, the wild. that wind, like I literally would just put my head down and like power through it because yeah. some of those wind gusts were crazy. But I ended up peeing. That was my second marathon and ended up PRing. Wow. Even with all that. So I was like, okay, okay. we're going to, I had all planned 2023. We're going to do more of these. I'm going to do Chicago. I'm going to do all this. And then <laughs> boom, like, I don't know, January, February, I started not feeling quite right. And then it just got worse from there. So I gave up 2023. So now here I am. I'm like, I'm going to try the lottery for Chicago. If I get in, great. It's meant to be. If I don't, then it's just not meant to be this year. Well, almost all my friends did not get in. You got in? But I got in. So I was oh, like, oh, no, I got shit. in. <laughs> I'm like, uh-oh. So Ooh. I'm doing that, too. And then a bunch of little things sprinkled in there. Yeah, like yeah. like uh, this weekend, I'm doing the Winter Trail Frosty. Where's that? 
it's in I forgot what park. Ask Sarah. <laughs> oh, it's is it like around it's here? Local, okay, yeah. okay. I've never heard of it. I think um, it's in Ritchie Woods. I honestly don't remember. I usually just show up and Yeah, do my right. Thing. You're like, what's the address? I'll be but there. But the main reason I do that one is because it's winter trail frosty, so all the swag says WTF. That's fun. That's a great <laughs> idea. So is it a half or what's the race distance? Um I am doing it's a half marathon or a quarter. And I'm doing oh, cool. a quarter. Why did I? How long has it been around? I've never heard of it. I I did it last year too. Huh? See, I always get FOMO and when they I have see this really good swag that's like close by, and I'm like, do it how next did I year. No, do it next year. I was trying to think what's this weekend, but I'm going to Vegas to run a half. Yeah, I was going to say you're going to yeah, be busy. I'll be gone. So, yeah, <laughs> and it'll be a little tiny bit warmer there, possibly. Yeah. Right. I know. Yeah. What's this weird today? Weather. I, I Midwest. Know. Gotta love it. That's right. That's Just how Colorado is too. You got to keep all the layers in your car. How is that for you with CF and all like the up and down of the weather and temperature? Does that impact you at all or is that? Definitely. But you just roll with it. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, live in San Diego where the weather's the same all the time, I guess. But Boring. Boring. Yeah. yeah. That's true. And there's I a like lot the of people there. I grew yeah. up with no seasons and I love seasons. Yeah, I love fall. Like, yes. I love fall. Yes. I love everything about it. I just wish they would last a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. So tell us about training, that like training for a marathon for the first time. That was like hard. That, yeah. That's harder than the actual race. Yeah. I knew that it was going to take a lot of time because I have followed my other friends that have done marathons. And I knew what I was getting into, but I didn't know what I was getting into, Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. Katie knew that coaching me was going to be a little bit different than coaching your typical person because of all my health things. Mm -hmm. The first one, I ended up, I think like in the beginning, because my body is kind of getting used to all this stuff that I'm doing, I usually end up getting a cold or something. But the first marathon, the main thing was we thought that I had an Achilles injury, like towards the end Mm. of training. I was horrified. Um, because one of the meds you take when you get a lung infection can cause your Achilles to start weakening over time. So I was like, oh, boy, here great. we go. This is great. It's going to, like, snap, and but everything's fine with the Achilles. But I did end up having a um, stress fracture in mm-hmm. my foot and found out after I ran the, ran the first marathon. So I ran it with the stress Ooh, fracture. That's pain. I've had a stress I fracture. I had painful. like literally a whole roll of KT tape and compression sock. I, <laughs> it, I mean, it, it didn't feel great by the end, but I did it. Um, but it's just the time commitment. Like you have to be serious and want, want this. Mm-hmm. Because you cannot fake a full. You can fake a half. I've yeah, done totally. it. totally. Same. But you can't fake a fool. Mm-mm. I can't even imagine. And the mental part of it, I mean, there were days where I was like, what am I doing? This is horrible. I can't do this. What was I thinking? Blah, blah, blah. And then there were days where I was like, I want to run faster. I don't ever want to stop. I want to just keep going. This is the most perfect run ever. I'm usually smiling almost the entire time I'm running the actual race because I, I think part of me is just like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Yeah. But I also feel like how lucky am I to do this? Because Mm -hmm. there are so many people with CF that if they could do it, they would possibly. But there are so many that can't be that active. So I'm like, okay, well, we'll kind of tell CF where to stick it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to do this. And it may not be pretty. It's not going to be the best time ever. But I will cross that finish line. I will crawl. I will roll. Whatever. Whatever I have to do, I will cross that finish line. And whenever I'm kind of starting to get that doubt, you know, the Mm -hmm. last about six miles or so that feel like forever, Mm -hmm. I start thinking of all the people who are fighting, who are waiting for a double lung transplant, who are just finding out that their baby newborn baby has it, who are no longer with us mm-hmm. because we didn't have the advances back then that we have now. So how selfish of me to feel sorry for myself and just not get it done. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
So I'm pushing. I am doing everything I can. The saying is, you know, CF, we want it, instead of cystic fibrosis, we want it to stand for cure found. So I mm. will fight until my dying day because I'm so hopeful. We're, there's been so many advances in the last 10 years. That's why the life expectancy has gotten better. The medications are better. I want there to be a cure in my lifetime. I don't care if I'm in my 80s. It may mm. not help me at that point, but all these littles. Oh, yeah. I don't want them to have to deal with that. And if just the little tiny bit that I can do can help us get that much closer, then, hey, it's all worth it. I'll just keep on torturing myself with running <laughs> in Orange Theory. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, for anybody who's listening to this on a run, mm-hmm. if they were like hurting or thinking anything at all, like, right. I don't think I can do this workout. Well, yeah. Suck it up, buttercup. Suck it up. That's right. Suck yeah. it up, buttercup. My kids know that saying really, really well. <laughs> I mean, they have to be in bad shape for me to go, oh, I'm so sorry. If they're just complaining about something hurting, like I don't have the energy, I'll just be like, really? Yeah. Yeah. And then they'll usually get up and, they're like, and oh, get going. You're right. Yeah. How do you think it's impacted you as a mom? Like teaching them about persistence right. and mental health and... Oh, man. Um, I actually, my 17-year-old... I sat down with her yesterday, and I knew I was coming to do this, and I knew you might be asking me some questions about the mom side of it. Mm -hmm. And I sat down and I said, how has me having CF, how has that affected you? Like now, I mean, because I see some things, I assume some things, but like how how do you really feel about it? And she's like, that's kind of hard to explain, but she find she you know after kind of going back and forth with some things, she's like the easiest way I can say it is that I've looked up to you my entire life. Oh, oh my gosh, it was ugly yeah. cry. Yeah, and then she's like, "Why are you crying?" And I said, "Because I just <laughs> so not, yeah. having yeah. this disease, and it happening. You know, we're, our lives we were already like having a routine. You know, we had the kids, we were doing all the things." My, our lives were taking the path that it was going to take. And then to be diagnosed, everything comes to a, a screeching halt. And there's a lot of attention on me. It's a financial strain for sure. So it's a mental strain making, you know, my husband, he's been an amazing caregiver. My parents, you know, when my parents sometimes I'll joke around and say, well, you did this to me. <laughs> and my dad will laugh along with me. Yeah. And my mom's like, oh. I don't like that. I, I like, like you. You Sense of yeah. humor is number one. You have to laugh when you can because otherwise, I mean, I can't dwell on it. Does this suck? Oh, my gosh, yes, it sucks. Was I pissed when I first found it? Like for a year, I was mad at God even. I was like, how could you do this to me? I have kids. We have plans. How could you do this to me? Mm-hmm. I was mad. But – got over it, you know, had to process. It only took me a year to process. So, you know, I'm slow. Um, But she, she has learned, and it's not always because I can't even always do that, not to sweat the small stuff. Yeah. She is like me. I remember this even as a little girl, she would hurt herself or do something where I would think she hurt herself. So I would just kind of like not, you know, you kind of wait and see what's going to happen. She'd put her hand out and say, I'm okay. It's okay. I'm okay. And she'd be fine. For my younger one, if she is sick or hurt, she's like me. Like, it has to be bad for me to even know something is hurting her. Like, for her to say, I do not feel good. I need to stay home from school. My older one, she has learned she man she has learned to push through she's actually on the spectrum it's called pervasive developmental disorder so she doesn't fit into all the categories just some of them so she's had to deal with that through her life and I've always told her so you just have to do things differently things are hard you just push on through and there were times where she's like well you know I don't want it's hard why this why that and I'm like we don't always get to decide but how you choose to handle it yeah. is wow. what is going to determine how your life turns out. So, again, she's getting ready to, ca- to uh, graduate from college mm. with 
a degree and a 5,000 minors that she's like, oh, I just need to take one more class and I can get a minor oh. in this. And then, <laughs> why not? Go for wow. it. I hope that I have influenced them in a positive way. But at the same time, like I said, I feel I have that mom guilt, like because of all of this, they have possibly missed out on a lot of things because me being in the hospital or them just worrying and no, we can't do this now because mom's sick or I'm so tired, I can't go or oh no, we have a whole pile of hospital bills again. Mm -hmm. So now we got to hold off on that. Just I I think that guilt will always be there, but they have both told me no, that's that's not what it's about. Um, I hope that they will carry it through to adulthood and being moms if they choose to be moms and living their lives and pushing on through. But I also have taught them that it's okay to say this sucks yeah. and to not like it and to not be like, oh, yay. But again, how you choose to push on through is going to determine how your life goes. I choose to live my life. And I almost feel... And I've said this before, I feel like in some ways that I'm kind of lucky to have CF. And so many people will look at me like I'm crazy when I say that. But I think it has forced my very A-type self to kind of relax a little bit on some things. Not always. Mm -hmm. I'm always, I'm still a work in progress, let's be (laughs) real. But I appreciate things more. I try not to sweat the small stuff as much. I try to live my life like I'm constantly pushing myself because why not? Yeah. Let's see how far I can push this. Because like I said, I have to have some sort of control in the situation. So I don't feel like I'm doing that much like to teach them. I mean, I try, but now that they're older and they have expressed their feelings to me, I guess they were paying attention and they were watching, Mm -hmm. which is another reason why I have to keep on pushing because they're always watching, even Mm -hmm. now as they get older. Yeah. Have they run with you at all? Done any races? Uh, My older one is a hell no to the running. (laughs) Um, (laughs) She is like, I'll take a walk with you. (laughs) She might do a 5K with me. We'll see. There you go. You know, baby steps. Mm Mm-hmm. My younger one, we did a few 5Ks together, and then when she got old enough to realize this is not enjoyable for me, (laughs) she's like, no more. Like, she would rather die than go for a run. Um, Like, yesterday I had to do a run. She's like, I'll take a walk with you, and then I'll go home and you can do your thing. Um, She decided to do Olympic weightlifting instead. Oh, dang. So she's a weight girl. Cool. And typically they all hate running. Right. Yeah. They just like to lift big things. Yeah. Heavy things. Yeah. So wow. I'm like, really... a, you know, whatever rocks your boat. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you would have told me at their oh. ages that I would be doing what I do now running wise, mm-hmm. there is, I would have laughed. Same. I would have been like, <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah. There is no way. And now, like, I just keep wanting to do more. It's like, it's such a high and then it pushes you to challenge yourself more and more and more. You just can't stop. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Every year it's more and more. And I feel because I missed so much last year that I really need to push this year. So, again, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Like why? I just signed up for Sam Costa, too, because why not? Why not? I haven't done I, that one ever. I haven't either. And I'm interested. So Do it. Yeah, I, I want to. What All weekend, the cool kids are doing it. What weekend is it again? Sorry, Angelica, um, I forgot already. Uh-oh. So. I think it's the last weekend. I just signed up and I already forgot. forgot so what does that was. tell you? Yeah, right. <laughs> Whatever it is, I'm going to be there. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I, I'm interested in doing that one, especially because for Carmel, I don't think I'm going to run this year because I'm going to sponsor as oh. athlete bouquets, which I've never done before. So I'm interested. I'm, oh, I'm that'll gonna, be huge. Yeah, it'll be fun. And then I might, may or may not be an MC. <gasps> So that's the first time I said I that think out you, loud. I think you may. Well, yeah, I said yes, because whenever I'm terrified of something, I'll yes. just be like, that's why you have to do yes. it. Yes. And then just figure it out. Yeah. Like doing this, like talking, speaking on a microphone. Right. One on one, even though people listen to it, it's like, well, I'm kind of hiding behind the microphone. Whereas like when you're on a microphone in front of, you know. But 
but everybody won't be like just staring and, and up at you. And also, no one cares at all. So well, I will care. <laughs> I'll be you. there running. <laughs> yeah. But you'll do great. Yeah. You're It'll a natural. But so I'm excited, but also kind of bummed because I'm like, I want to run. You'll have FOMO. You'll have FOMO. You'll have so much FOMO. <laughs> And FOMO yeah, is but it's real fine. for running. Because, like, there's so many races in this one anyway. So I'm like, you know, I'm doing the mini, maybe Sam Costa. What else? Is, Geist used to be. Now they're in the fall. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So we'll see. Are you going to do Monumental? Yeah. In some capacity. I might do the half. We'll see. Because yeah. it's so close to Chicago. Yeah. Or I might just be a really good cheerleader. Yeah. Spectating is also so rewarding. Oh. I, I, I do like spectating. If I'm not running, I'm there to scream and yell my head off for you. Like, I've gone to Chicago twice to cheer on all my friends. And that's like a marathon in itself. It is hard work. It is, especially in (laughs) Chicago. Chicago. It is craziness. Mm -hmm. But I love it so much. And it really helps with the FOMO. Yeah, it does. Because at least you're participating. Yes. And And it's just such a good buzz when Mm -hmm. you're there. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, so I've done Chicago four times. Oof. That's my – it's the one I've done the most. I've done seven fulls. So Chicago, by and far, done What's the most What's your times. advice for me for the Chicago? Um, oh, gosh, just to enjoy enjoy it all because there's so many spectators. Yes. So it's many. It's craziness. Yeah, and so you've been one, so you kind of get that. Oh, feeling. yeah. And so just, you know, enjoy that part of it. There is a small – very small hill at the end, which Ugh. feels like at a the mountain. End? Yeah. So you've got to go up and over. <laughs> it's nice to know that it's there. Yes. Then, thank you, you turn, for the warning. I may have heard of, that before, but I think I just put it out of well, my and mind. Well, it's not even a hill. It's a bridge. But it's it a, feels. It's a bump. <laughs> yeah. It's like a bump. And I forget the name of the street. I should know that. But it's it's a bump of a hill. But it feels like a mountain. Oh, well, because you're like, at the end. It's like right it's like you literally go over that hill and then you have like 400 meters or so to Do get they to the still have where you come to meet your people and you have to walk down the stairs? Is that still a thing? Because I remember thinking that is a dirty trick. I don't remember going downstairs. So maybe they changed it. I, hope I, I so. did. My first was in 2010. Oh, oh. Okay. So 10, 10, 10. That's yes. how I remember. And so, yeah. So I, I don't, I, you go to. Is it Millennium Park? I'm so bad. Yeah, that's the name. I yeah. thought I was going to mess it up for no. some reason. All You're perfect. Millennium Park. But yeah, so you just kind of hobble your way through the end. And then I just sat. I remember sitting by the fountain with my dad. <laughs> and we questioning like, your life's and choices. Like being like, wow. <laughs> well, that was before, you know, you can appreciate now having a running coach. Yes. Coaches, right? Did it's you like, not get coached for that? Not for a very long time. I just started being coached. Um, what, what did I start? 2020, 2021. <gasps> So I'm, like, brand new to doing it the right way. Doesn't it make such a big difference? I think it helps yeah. mentally Every, when you're everything. having a yuck day or you're thinking, oh, my God, I can't, can't. do this. She's like, I'm broken. Yeah. She's like, no, I wouldn't give you anything you can't handle. Exactly. Okay. And then you're like, fine. Right. Okay. I guess I'll go, you know. And they're always right. Yeah. Which is great. Which is great. But at the same time, uh. Yeah. Right. I know. I want to be right. But it's good when they're right about things like, yes, you can PR. And you're like, I don't know. And then you do. And you're like. And that's why okay, I like coach. Right about and I'm not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Totally, totally. So I wanted to touch on how we do on time. I wanted to touch on a couple other things. I want to talk about what you're doing next. But we'll have, we have time for that okay. at the end of the podcast questions. But I want to talk about your faith a little bit. Okay. Because. Yeah. Like initially you're like, what in the heck? Why, mm-hmm. God? Why me? Yeah. Why this? Like, how does that play a role in your life today? I, like I said, I was very angry with him for like a year. I was like, why would, why, if you're really there, why would you do this to mm-hmm. me and to my family? How could you do that? Now, because I had a year to process, I don't. I never lost my faith. I was just mad. And honestly, I cannot imagine going through all the ups and downs of the CF life without having faith. You have to have something positive in there. You have to feel like somebody's got your back. Mm -hmm. And I talk to him a lot. I talk to him for my girls. When I was sick last year, we talked a lot. And I was like, okay. Maybe I wasn't behaving, so maybe you're helping me slow down a little bit. And, you know, but this is a bit dramatic. You didn't have to do this much. Mm -hmm. Um, But I honestly, I cannot imagine going through anything like that without having your faith. 
I, because you already go to dark places. You feel, when you're sick, you feel very isolated. Because when you're sick, it's, you can't, it's not good for you to be out and about people, because yeah. your immune system mm. is already shot. And, you, and I, I go to dark places. It's not good. But as long as it doesn't last, I'm all right, mm-hmm. which it doesn't. But that's one of the reasons why. Obviously, my family and friends help with that. But he is the main thing that I hold on to. Because without that, there would be, it would be bad. Yeah. It's important. It's huge. Mm -hmm. And I wish that more people would understand that. I get, I know other people going through this kind of stuff that are also mad at him. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's fine. But he's still there. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm like, if you're mad at him, at least you still believe in him. Right. Yeah. So that, you know, but you have to have something to hold on that's just between it do, it's not your friends it's not your mm-hmm. family it's just like in your soul yeah and i honestly feel like i was this was supposed to happen because i have a really big mouth and I, <laughs> and i if i really am passionate about something i will push i will not stop till my dying day yeah I advocate as much as I can. I've met so many people through this that family members of somebody that they just found out their kid had CF or their niece or nephew or what, they will come up and talk to me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, okay, that's why I'm here, to let them know it's going to be okay. Their baby or their kid, whoever, is going to have a chance to have a full life and to have a family and to live their life and enjoy their life and mm-hmm. be part of all the important things. It is not a death sentence, really, anymore. I mean, things can still go wrong. And unfortunately, there are still people who are passing, but the numbers have gone down. The, the living has gone up. The passing has gone down. So we just got to keep on keeping on and pushing to make that number mm-hmm, dwindle mm-hmm. even more. But yeah. How and could you get through this stuff without God? I don't, yeah. And tell me about your tattoo too, to kind of go along with that. Um, it's an infinity cross. It was the first one I ever, ever got. And I needed it to be somewhere where I could see it mm-hmm. to remind me. So, and I got this after I started running too. And it was like, kind of to help kind of bring me back. Like, yeah. okay, this, yeah, is, this is this is what you need to focus on. If you're in a dark place, mm-hmm. just this right here, and you'll mm-hmm. be good. And for anyone listening, it's on her fore, like kind of like what the pit of your arm, not the I don't armpit, know. inner arm, the arm, elbow, inner <laughs> elbow. Yeah, God. Uh, the arm, not the armpit. That's not, not the actual armpit. pit. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear, that would yeah. hurt. Yeah, I have. So I have my husband's name and my daughter, my older daughter. I love. And so that. this is her handwriting. Absolutely. This is my husband's handwriting. And then when Sloan, my younger daughter, is old enough to write to write it. Uh-huh. And when I like I'm like, I like that, then I'll put that on there. I love that. Yeah. But that's just your reminder. Right. It's like this is, you know, to your point. When you're running, you can kind of right. see. And when I do temporary tattoos, I'll put put them on there too. I love like the those. The I'm gonna have to in. get some of those yeah. when I do that ultra. Oh yeah. Yeah. And actually a friend of mine, Ashley Haynes, she wore it for a 100-mile race. And it and lasted. It stayed? In the rain. In the rain. Oh, wow. I was like, that is a testament yeah. to the quality of I'm all of that. about that. Yeah. Sometimes I'll get a Sharpie and I'll write yes, little things on my mm-hmm. hands or whatever. I'll write things for my kids. Yep. I mean, just whatever it takes yeah. to get you through, right? <sighs> Amen. So <laughs> I was going to also ask about, so how, how to best support you and the overall cause. You last year, I want to make sure, oh, yeah, CF Star of the Year. 2023. What does I, that mean? I don't know that I was star of the year. I am getting an award this week. Ooh. I mean, I was up there. I, I fought hard, but there were a couple other people that raised more than me. So now I'm even more determined. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a bad year. So this year I'm an ambassador. Okay. I'm an ambassador. I'm on their task force. I'm raising funds. Our team's name is Lung Strong. Um, and... I'm getting an award this week. I have no idea what it's for. They just let me know. Show up. Well, I don't know where I found this information. I I found it on the internet somewhere. I don't know. know The internet is always correct. So, hey, if they want to call me a star star of the year, then that would be (laughs) 
As a type A, I can be like, yes, I, mean, I, I like feel, to be called a star. I, I could be a star, CF star, purple star. We are doing great strides. That's what I'm currently raising money for. Mm-hmm. I mean, it all goes to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. That will be on, it's earlier this year, it's going to be on April 28th. 28th, okay. Uh-huh. And it's just, it's called Great Strides. It's just a walk. It's at Victory Field. Okay. And you can, people bring their dogs, their kids, oh, their grandparents, whoever, because we're just walking. It's, we're walking around the park a few times. Um, it's more just to bring awareness. Yeah. To support other CFers. And mm-hmm. that's the one thing, too. It always has to be outside because we can't be close to each other. Mm-hmm. That is for real. This award ceremony that I'm going to this week, there are two other people who were invited that also have CF. So they had to reach out to me and say, okay, this is the situation. If you're not comfortable, we can do it virtually with you somehow. Or, But if you're there, we will seat you you know, apart from each other. So why, why is that? Because there are a lot of bacterias that, for example, you're healthy, your lungs are healthy. If you got it in your lungs, your body would just be like, nope, fight it off, you're fine. CFers, if we get it because we have that thick, sticky mucus mm. in our lungs, it holds on to everything. Uh. So there are specific bacterias that we could give to each other without even knowing just by being like being this close no it's just not worth even taking if you the wore chance ma- if you were masked i still wouldn't still wouldn't Mm-mm. interesting because that's those too. kind of infections Gosh. scar up your lungs more mm. some of them are very resistant to antibiotics okay and it's just it, it wow. i don't even want to chance it i'm yeah. going but i said as long as we're all and i'm yeah, sure the other out. two probably feel the same, same yeah um, we're not going to be, we can blow kisses to each other across yeah. the room, <laughs> but we can't get close. It's just not, it's not worth. Right. No. And yeah. again, it's my redemption year. I, I can't mess around no. this year. No, you can't. Cause the training feels, it feels so good to be running again. I can't even, Oh, are you, are, have you already run or worked out today? Uh, no, not today. It is gorgeous. Yeah. I did yesterday and it was amazing Ugh. today. I don't know if I'll get a workout outside, but I'm probably going to go to Orange Theory yeah. tonight. Well, and tomorrow it's supposed to be really nice here as well. Right. Um, and then Thursday we have rain. Which is fine. Whatever. Yeah. It's been, it's like, what, I, I changed, literally, I changed my outfit three times today. <laughs> I went outside in my long pants and my long sleeve shirt, and I was like, in my ear warmer gloves. Yeah. I walk outside, I'm like, oh God, it's like yeah. 50 degrees. Right. So, and then, so I went back in and I like looked at the temperature, but it just feels, I don't right. know. Right. With I the just, sun out, yeah. it makes all the difference. Yeah, so I so might nice. be cold for the first, you know, five or 10 minutes, but as, as soon as I start Ugh, chugging along, it's, like, okay. it's the best feeling. Yeah. Just give yeah. me all the sun. I don't mm-hmm. even care how cold it is. Yeah. I just need the sun. I, I need feel sun. the same way. Yeah. My friend Ashley dragged me out right after we had the snow the next day. Mm-hmm. I saw on that online. Was, I'm it, like, I was like, Thank you for getting me outside. Yeah. It was it really was be- nice. But it was beautiful, And too. we were both not even cold at all. I just wore all my gear, yeah. and I felt fine. So I'm right. like, okay, I need to stop being such a wuss. Yes. Suck it up, You do. Buttercup. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Okay, so I hate to do this, but I'm going to end you, or I'm going to end with our end of the podcast questions. Mm-hmm. So speaking of suck it up, buttercup, um, <laughs> favorite running mantras Ooh, or me. songs? The suck it up, buttercup is always one of my things. But one of my favorite songs is I Lived by One oh, Republic. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Listen to the words. Oh. It'll get you in the feels. Okay. So if you need to remember why you're doing what you're doing and to suck it up, buttercup. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Adding that to the playlist. Yes. And then, so your next finish line or milestone, you mentioned the ultra earlier yeah, on. Yeah, the full mo. Are you going to do the full mo? Yeah. Ugh, I want to do I, I, I want to do it at some point. Then why don't you? Life. And? With the little kids and my husband's oh, eyes. Yeah. Like I just We're in a season right now that makes oh, it a little Oh, I feel trickier. that. Yes. Yes. The littles. So, you are in a season. The littles. But it is just a season. Yeah. Yeah. But right now, you your time is needed in different ways. Yes, it like is. Like, my kids are older. They need me. But, you know, one's in college. The other one's driving mm-hmm. around doing her own thing. Yeah. And they just 
follow me on Life 360 when I'm running to make sure that I'm still moving. Yeah, there you go. But so, yeah, I but yeah, can't with imagine. The little kids, I've because done, it's a time commitment. It is a huge time commitment. And then, you know, if I get it in during the day, which mm-hmm. I have the flexibility to do, I'm, I'm exhausted at yes. night. And so it's just like I want to be present and there during this time. So it's I go back and forth. And I it really, goes fast. So be there. Yeah, be yeah. present for them and enjoy every minute because – and everybody says it goes fast, but man. Yeah. Like, I have a 17 and almost 22 year. How? Yeah. yeah. It, it happens. So just soak it in. Enjoy it all. If you have to be part of it so that you don't have as much FOMO, just be there and cheer. Right. Exactly. There's always opportunities to volunteer. Just show up and start and, yelling. <laughs> yep. I love it. Yes. I love doing that. And yes. Yeah. So oh, the FOMO. And then Chicago. Chicago. Mm-hmm. I actually was considering volunteering for Chicago if I didn't get in, which I didn't. A guy who I met in North Dakota when I did a race last year, he uh, was on this podcast. And then we were talking about how he runs like the first aid station. He's like the captain of the first aid station at Chicago. And so he's like, you should come up this year. I'm like, I should do that. I did it for the Monumental Kids Movement. Filling water is, I mean, you're like, I just was a machine. Oh, just yeah. Not even. You don't get to you breathe. You just don't get to breathe. You just. So in a way, it's hard, almost harder than just running and yeah. enjoying the race. <laughs> you're like, man, this is. This Who is, knew? This is harder than I thought <laughs> it would be. Yeah. So, oh, well, I'm going to be cheering you on well, for this you. redemption year. And for anybody who wants to support you and your fundraising efforts for Great Strides, I will put a link to that when I share this on Instagram, but Thank also you. in the show notes so that people can can support you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, and you. thank you for my bracelet. You're my welcome. long strong bracelet. It's so cute. Sarah so made that. It. I had oh, her make Oh, of course a bunch. she did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love She's that. She's so talented. Yeah. All the little things she does, I like, I don't even understand. Yeah, that's oh, so it's fun. It's so much nicer just say, "Hey, can you make this for me and <laughs> right. Venmo or something?" Yeah. Some yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, well, thank you so much for doing thank this. Thank you. I, I really it. had fun even though it was crazy to get. Yeah, we made it I here. I feel so much better now. <laughs> now it's done. Hum. All good. Yes. Oh, well, everybody have a great weekend and yes. happy running. Yes. Thank you. Suck it up, buttercup. Suck it up, buttercup. And I got locked <laughs> out of the computer and it's 2.30 on the dot. Look at Woo-hoo! that. Woohoo!